You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Go ahead, stand your stand your stand your stand your stand your stand your Welcome to another episode of Ad Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman. But the actual host of the show, here with me, the most delicious name in podcasting, Elise Bacon. Bacon, how are you? Who are you? Aaron Ren Freeman. Are you sure? I mean, we might be an AI simulation. At this point, I don't care. I mean, I don't really, I have to double check. I don't really know. I've been watching Lovecraft Country and I just like, I mean, I don't know who anybody is. Are, are you a monster in disguise? Oh, I'm not are a monster. You a, no. Are you a ghost? I'm not a ghost. I'm finna get these dark powers though, as is my birthright as a Freeman. So fuck y'all. That's what, I, that's what I'm here for, yes. My okay. dark powers. I okay, need Mr. them. Okay, Mr. Freeman. I'm not getting into Lovecraft Country unless you are. That's another thing. I'm not, because I don't know who's watched what. No, I'm not watching. I'm not going to spoil anything. I've I've just been um, sending random messages to people as I watch stuff. So right. I basically just use everybody as a notepad. Nah. And then they're just like laughing at my random commentary, but I don't post it anywhere. I just send it to people's inboxes. Right. That's a uh, that's what I mean. That's when you know you're a social commentator and people are just like, "Hey, take your time out to form an opinion so I can hear it." So there you go. Congratulations, Bacon. Uh no, I just I just don't want to spoil you're social, anything. You're a social for commentator. Except this episode we're going to spoil the fuck out of Cora, but that's beside the point. You're a social commentator. And our other host also Our social other com- social commentator? Yes, another social commentator. Social commentator 2.0. Um, it's all just the same firmware. It's all the same. Okay. Up to date. Free on Game Pass, though. Three Fifth Podcast host, Justin. Sir, how are you? Wait, did you say he's free on? We're all free on Game Pass, okay. yes. I mean, okay. everything is free. Everything <laughs> is free. <laughs> okay, I'm like, okay. I just, I just, you know, I just wanted to make sure. All I right. didn't, I didn't know I was on Game Pass. We're all on Game Pass, yeah. I didn't send out an Half email. the games on Game Pass don't realize that they're ain't on that, Game Pass. Ain't that the fucking truth? Um, but I gotta be they honest. Have, they have to know. They have to sign a contract. Nah. The way them, the way them new games be pulling up on Game Pass, boy. Sometimes I go and I go, oh, cool. This game looks cool. I heard about it. I wonder how much it costs. Oh, it says install. Well then. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, well, um, a lot of times, like when when they negotiate what goes onto what console, or when they negotiate that stuff, they'll be like. After day, after like a week, it goes on Game Pass, or sometimes it just gets negotiated in. Right, Justin, though, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I gotta say, Xbox. I see the vision. Well, not even Xbox. You're not Xbox anymore. You're just Microsoft. Microsoft. I see the vision. I, I, I see what y'all are are attempting. You're trying to get everyone to buy into this games as a service. And you put out a console out of obligation, and I appreciate that. I'm not getting it because Persona's not going to come out on Xbox, and that's kind of where I'm at now. Which of these consoles will let me play Persona? <laughs> I'm a very simple man with very simple needs. But if it was not for Persona, 
I'd give the Xbox a hard look. I'd take, I'd, I'd take a peek at it. I mean... Game Pass is very enticing. That uh, $25 a month situation for the console is um, a sweet deal. Um, at some point, we will all have Game Pass. I'm not saying we will all have Xbox. I'm saying we will all have Game Pass. And uh, Microsoft is okay with that. I'm going to have xbox because i need a console in my i need i need to be able to game in my room and my pc is very not in my room which it needs to not ever be in my room (laughs) because no i really need to keep work and my sleep separate but i also just want to lay down and play a video game sometimes as i'm like trying to navigate playing Final Fantasy 14 for an unholy number of hours while watching TV yesterday. So like I I need something. Right. <laughs> but and I just I don't in in about a year. And now now that I have Super PC and I have a Switch, like there's going to be like two games that I won't have access to. Everyone needs to be on Game Pass. Microsoft is willing to give you a console so that you can be on Game Pass before they put Game Pass on everything but PlayStation. By the way, Game Pass is also available on PC, so you might as well just get it, which is also another reason why I'm getting the Xbox, because you can share Game Pass between the Xbox and PC. Yes. And at some point, it's going. Game Pass is going to be on Switch, which is going to be monumental. And I'm excited for Game Pass to be on Switch, so that you can play your Xbox also, games on Switch. Also, also, games you buy on Xbox will be available via pc even more they're expanding that as well yes so and ea play is included with your game pass which is great because ea play is trash yeah it ain't, it ain't good it ain't oh i thought you could get your your dragon ages and your mass effects through that right no no i mean it is i'm just saying the application is trash yeah oh yes yo that is a that is a terrible terrible it application the worst app don't even talk to me about the pc version of that app Oh no, I got one worse than EA Play. I got one worse. PS Now. Because that does literally the exact same thing as Game Pass, but the interface is so terrible to use. Even on PlayStation, it is terrible to navigate and terrible to use. You want to know... You want to know what's worse than the interface issues? The fact that you can barely play the games because their streaming setup is trash. That too. The whole network is trash. So Microsoft is like, we're going to expand our servers so you get much less lag. And Sony's like, meh. And I'm like, Sony, I'm like, Sony, you need to fix your network issues and increase your servers. And Sony's like, or... We could not do that. And I'm like, you're obsolete. <laughs> well, Microsoft is going all in on their games as a service. We, I feel like they're putting a console out out of obligation. But Game Pass is their big draw. And it should be. It's an amazing steal. Um, and Sony seems to be going all in on, nope, you want this console. This is what you want. Well, honestly, Game Pass is how they're selling the Xbox. Right. Because 
the 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 biggest reason why is because the the reason for a console is because not everybody can afford or have a high end gaming computer which is yeah. what's needed for a lot of a lot of games so having a console lets people utilize game pass like it gets game pass into people's houses um and it turns the the console itself into what Microsoft has always been wanting in entertainment box. It's just all going to be streaming and cloud, which is fine because that's literally how we're living right now. <laughs> this is how we live. Man, and that's the thing. Um, I realize I'm not, I'm not necessarily a, I'm, I realize I might be becoming a Microsoft fan when I really was pretty neutral. Before. No, you've always been a Microsoft fan. I don't know where you got this idea. Well, no, no, no. Neutral. Well, the thing is, was I didn't really. <laughs> the problem was, is objectively, PlayStation games kept coming out on Xbox and neutralized the need for me to get the console. Like, if I, I remember, I had a list of ten PlayStation Four games three, four years ago that I was like, cool. When the PlayStation Four is on sale, I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna get these ten games. I was rhyming when I talk like Roadblock and everything when I said it. It was crazy, but. Eight of those games came out on Xbox in the next year. So I was like, okay, so I just never got it. That's why I never said PlayStation 4 is bad. I said I just have no need for one. But I'm not going to lie. Microsoft sidling up next to us during the beginning of this terrible recession we're about to have. Being like, all right, so I... You know why we're already in and it's going to turn into like an actual uh, depression? Yeah, the pre-depression. The fact that it's already yes, pulling up. Off yeah, right. So a recession is pre-depression right so we're in we're we're in pre-depression and they're pulling up next to us yeah, like we, how about we are, we are currently in a recession right and um the fact that they're pulling up next to us like we know you ain't gonna have no money in six months dog we got you is actually fairly meaningful in pretty much the only thing that matters to me right now is whether i can afford these fucking games that i want to play and everyone argues everything else and i'm like None of y'all niggas are gonna have any money. The only people that understand that are Microsoft. The only gaming company that's like, y'all niggas ain't gonna have no money by May. By the time tax returns come out, that's gonna be it. Y'all gonna be living on your tax returns for three months next year. It's gonna be crazy. And they're the only people that are looking us in the eye with a wink and a nudge about how we're all gonna be fucking poor next year. Thank you. That's because they're here and Microsoft is also. Um, the Games Foundation specifically is doing a lot of work um, into the vaccine research and also treatment for those with COVID. Right. Because because they're here. Yeah. <laughs> they live here. They see everything. If you miss a payment on your Xbox, do they come and repo it? I imagine they just turn. Like, I, I, they really come to your house, but do they say, "Okay, cool." You haven't paid off your Xbox. You've missed X amount of payments. It's on the network. You can no longer connect. Right. The games you download no longer have access exactly. to. Exactly. Put a digital Mojack on your they gonna, console. They gonna, yep. They're going to shut it down just like any other subscription service. You're it'll, gonna, it'll, it'll be just like your phone. Right. You'll have a phone. You have a, you'll have a $1,000 box until you pay. <laughs> this $1,000 plastic box that's looking all smelling all good, looking all shiny. Turn it on. They ask you to pay. If you say no, that turns itself back on. <laughs> so, 
yeah. across the screen set up payment arrangements <laughs> right it's like no you know so your payment arrangements right there ain't gonna be no discs to go in it your entire access to your xbox will be through the internet and your payment plan so if you do not pay then i imagine it will cut itself off there will be no more access for you which i'm fine with i i think and it's kind it's, of how my life works so i don't really care right and it's just like i think this is the reality that we're walking towards and that's my only issue with sony compared to what because nintendo sells nintendo and nintendo does not care what we do it will sell nintendo at nintendo's pace nintendo's way and it well, will work nintendo it is, always makes their products affordable too right anyway. exactly so, so so like there's like a new mod a switch model coming out which is going to have like the security stuff on it. But the reason why they put out the Switch Lite was so people could still play games at a much lower cost. Right. Like they've always had either an affordable model or kept affordable prices if they can't have it. Just partially why I like them. Also, they just have good games. The games are good. The games are fun. Um, yeah. Right. And I think the thing is, and I'll say this, and I don't like, I really, Sony's doing, Sony's competing with themselves, and all the fans are making up a conflict that no longer exists. But no. the PlayStation launch feels old, if that makes sense. No, that, 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 that makes sense. It, it's that like they want us to buy one box for two games. You know what I mean? That's not how this works anymore. They want us to spend $650 on the spot. For like two games, no, we one of most of all we can't do that, and we no longer do that. We have several games, affordably priced due to frequent sales. We buy games on services now. We buy games. I don't like. It's just a strange proposition that I don't even understand why it. it, it I don't even understand why people are no longer looking at it as strange. Kind of like the um the NBA two K. Um, uh, NBA 2K model with the um the coins with the digital currency, like that's a scam, and it's a strange scam that shouldn't work. And you just need to look at it and be like, I think this doesn't work anymore. But it's like it's strange. It's like people and not enough people are questioning it, even though it's just not tenable. It's not even like a matter of wanting to do it or not wanting to do it. It's going to be untenable for several of us, and like not enough people want to say it. <laughs> and it's funny you bring up 2k because it's not like they're hiding the scam the scam is in your face they are telling you it is a scam you are telling them hey this is a scam and they're saying yep you're gonna be right back here at launch day aren't you i don't you know that's fine if people listen mobile games are a scam Niggas are paying thousands per month um, on things that are a scam. Sports games are the bigger scam because sports games don't change. And also sports games are full price. Okay, so, so I, literally this pay-to-play game that I'm I'm playing right now, it's basically a pay-to-play game. I play MLO Spender now. I went like over six months free to play. And now I'm like, okay, I'm still playing this. I can spend money on this game. It's not horrible. But there are people who 
there, there's a person who literally dropped a thousand dollars on this game for shit that's free to do. It's free. And they're just like, here's a thousand dollars. Or they just spent it where if they had been patient about it, like spent their money in like a hero will come out and when you buy one pack, it's five dollars. And then the next like once you buy it, the cost then increases to like twenty dollars. So people will buy like five packs of the same hero. And I'm like, but if you buy the five dollar pack. Every time it comes out, you save hundreds of dollars. <laughs> like hundreds of dollars and it doesn't even take that long and they're like nope i'm gonna just drop 500 dollars right now right like at least in mobile games the scam is they're trying to make the wait seem not worth it and you pay to skip the wait you pay to skip the line right what two what 2k has devolved into is you pay 60 dollars for a game now to to literally progress through the single player story you have to pay more money because the grind and experience that you gain from doing regular activities will not keep pace with the story and you will inevitably fail unless you pay more money or go online and play with people who have already paid to skip the line and now you're getting beat down and not getting the experience because experience is translated into wins and not individual performance. So it's it's also why I'm upset that Live has not come back because Live 19 said, hey, you just want to play a basketball game. Cool. Our microtransactions are for our gotcha game because now all sports games have a gotcha element. Right, they stole that from mobile games where it's like, cool, I pay money, I can get a random character for my super team when I can go online and play other super teams. That's my f- listen. I love the gotcha. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> yeah, the, the gotcha is universally popular in any genre. It's it's, so, it's like yeah, like so for a lot of like the romance games, it's literally like you're just like it's gambling with handsome men. <laughs> I was just like, no, it really is. All of a sudden you flip a card and they're like, here's this, here's this beautiful bio shonen. And I'm just like, I love you. <laughs> so that's, it's great. The, that's the only microtransaction that exists in live. They could have easily said, hey, all these cosmetic options. There could be a, a, a gotcha element to that too, but they said, "Now nah, we're just going to keep it in the the gotcha game part. Your individual progression through the game is not built on wins and losses. It is built on your individual performance. Your team can suck. Your team can can be garbage, and as long as you contributed and you did your best, you'll still get the full experience, and you can have an enjoyable experience leveling your individual character, whether online or single player." And I'm, I appreciated that. I was like, cool, I don't have to pay to advance. 2K has said, no, you're going to pay to advance and you're going to like it. Yep. There is a cod- There are dual cottage industries. There are the people who are good at 2K, who play it professionally. There are the people who report 2K, which is the second pillar. And then there's a third of the people who hate 2K, who also 
<laughs> make bank putting out shit about how much they hate 2K. So yes. there so there's no way they can fail because even if they put out a classically bad game, everyone will spend eight months talking about it. <laughs> so it so there's no reason for them to try, which is why it's such a big scam. It's perfect. It's a big scam. It works though. Oh yeah, it's good for them. I mean, if you like money. It will work every year. Every year. They, they every year they don't care. They let you know what's going on, nobody cares. All three pillars of the 2K community prepare for something and as a result they make they make bank before anyone even if it's a scam. The, you know what it, all three of those pillars have in common? What? They're all playing 2K on release day. Every <laughs> last one of them. <laughs> but yeah. I forgot our original topic because we're superstars. Microsoft? Get Game Pass. Get Game Pass. I mean, like I said, they're willing to slide you a whole ass console to play Game Pass. They're serious about this Game Pass shit. They ain't even worried about the console. They're worried about Game Pass. And I think they're on to something there. I kind of think the console's cute. I'm not going to lie. I'm about I'm about that $500 joint. I'm here for my, I'm here for my fucking PC in a box. God damn it. I'm tired. Oh, no. So, like you, Aaron, when it was PS3, when PS3 came out, I had a list of games, like a list of series that's like, cool, if these ever cross over, then I'm crossing over, but as long as these exist on PS4, then I'm probably, or as long as these exist in Sony, I'm probably going to stay there, like, you know, my, my JRPGs, my Armored Core, mm-hmm. then Armored Core went to Xbox, and I was like, <gasps> it begins. My God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Armored, Core, Armored Core 4 went to Xbox but I think 4 answers stayed with Sony so I was like okay I see the, I, I see the, the first salvo being fired Right. but as long as my my quirky Japanese games stay with I think a few of the Tales series came out on Xbox too like Tales of was it Tales, Tales of, of Vesperia. Vesperia. Vesperia yes yes it's one of my favorites I got it it's but the Tales cool. series is um, multi-platform. So. I'm, I'm playing uh, the other. The, the Tales series are going are have have been multi-platform. There's always a PC one. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be putting out one on the Switch. Yep. Um, yeah. Ta- Namco specifically is not a um exclusive publisher yo once dynasty warriors started going because that was my other series i'm like if dynasty warriors ever flips that's going to be another one and they said yeah if we're putting it on xbox 2 we don't care (laughs) play the games (laughs) there's a version of dynasty warriors on game pass i believe two versions of dynasty warriors on game pass and i'm gonna look there on the episode to confirm but i think dynasty warriors is on game pass if Dynasty Warriors is on Game Pass, that is I'm pretty amazing. Sure Nick, 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 everything's on Game Pass. I don't think we are not making this clear. Microsoft is wilding right now. Like, they're wilding like crazy Eddie. Like, this is nuts. Like, this is not what they're doing. They're like, fuck convention. Buy our service. Our service has what you want on it. Somewhere in these 500 games is a game for you. We're willing to bet on it. Remember Gamefly? Yes. Right, Microsoft just did it a million times better. Right. Yeah, act that that is that is a hundred percent accurate. This is GameFly except useful. Right. Right, GameFly is terrible. 
So ambitious, but terrible. Yeah. Like I said, it's um it's like if Dr. Doom was pro black, because in ten years this might blow up in our faces. Microsoft putting all their putting all their horses behind a double A AA development in indie games it might blow up in our faces. It might be a thing. It might be a huge problem in ten years, but right now no, indie games are amazing. And also the quality of them is just getting so Oh my good. god. Oh my god. It's holding up it's holding up gaming during the pandemic. I'm not even gonna go on that tangent. That's a whole thirty minute discussion. But double A development is holding up gaming right now. Holding it the fuck up during the coronavirus. Holding up. Both hands like fucking Hercules. I am ninety nine percent positive we talked about this the last episode. Um It's getting worse. I mean better so, or worse. <laughs> I just did a quick search on Game Pass. Uh, Desire <laughs> Four on Game Pass. Yes. Uh, Crusader Kings Three on Game Pass. Yes. Yeah. Squeenix has also pulled the plug on being ex- having like exclusives. Right. Oh yeah. Final Fantasy 7 on Game Pass. Yeah, Final Fantasy 8, 9, 10, 10, 2, um, 13, 12, 13, 1, 2, and 3. No, no, yeah. up to 12. I think 12 is on Game Pass. Up to 12 is on Game Pass. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, guess I, own, I own them all, so I don't know. But I know Final, a bunch of Final Fantasies are on Game Pass. All the remasters are on Game Pass. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's what he meant. Right. That's... um. So- Literally, the only called out is Atlas in the Persona series. That's it. No, it's just the Persona series because other Atlas games are on Game Pass. Yeah, uh, Disgaea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just Persona. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to remember, okay, I have to have this conversation because this is this is driving me crazy. There is a difference between publishers and studios atlas is a publisher atlas is not a studio they now publishers can have studios under them and each studio operate like is in basically runs their own thing and then atlas just goes here's your money and make me money like that's like the most of it and then like we'll put out your games if you and handle the distribution and things like that if you like make us money (laughs) essentially so again i think it's really important like and i especially hear this with ea as we're talking about ea as trash and i'm like okay ea as a company has been historically trash but most of what you're talking about are the studios underneath them and this specific studio is hot garbage. Maxis is fucking garbage and has been garbage. I, I seem to remember it's not, well, did I just not realize they were garbage as a kid in the 90s? I think you just didn't realize they were garbage. Sim Ant and Sim Tower. Yeah, but we all have a love for Sim Roller Coaster and Sim Zoo. Yes. Those were two really good ones. But I just, like, I need to, like, when you're going to get mad at a certain studio, if you're going to get mad at a game, get mad at the studio behind the game. Because the publisher really doesn't control the game. They they they, ha- they, they don't 
they have more they are too busy to have that much control over every game that's under them right because Except they're massive in... and they've got like hundreds and like these big ones like um atlas have like hundreds of studios underneath them right it also doesn't help that atlas publisher has a developer under them called atlas development right Make sure you're, they've got two different things at the end of their name. So make sure you're looking at Atlas Development and not Atlas Inc. Um, and Atlas or, Development also works on specific games. Uh, or you'll have an instance where the publisher does get involved, like with the 2K basketball series, where the publisher says, hey, these are things you need to include to make us money. Right. Funny enough, for the most part, EA is not the one who's making uh, folks include microtransactions. No. Right, no. The the <laughs> EA, EA, the company, does not want or doesn't care one way or the other about microtransactions. EA Sports, the developer, loves them. Right. Yes. Yeah, and there's also, like, a difference between, you know, the, the developers and those underneath. Yeah. So there's... There's a lot. You have to do your research before you get mad so you can point your anger in the right direction. Well, that's why I thought it was funny when everyone was saying Activision is the reason Destiny, I don't like Destiny. And I was like, nope. Nope. The reason you don't like Destiny are the creative choices that that development team made. And they will continue to make those choices away from Activision. Which is really funny because people are now realizing that they're like, oh, it wasn't Activision. I'm like, you're right, it wasn't Activision. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm willing to. I mean, it seems as though once they uh, once they broke up, I can't tell whether it was. I don't know. That there's a whole thing about that. I'm not because it seems yeah, as though okay. they've turned they've turned a corner since they left. But I also hit the scene with some bullshit. Like Destiny Two hit the scene with some bullshit on Bungie's part. But then I can't tell whether it's them breaking up with Activision or whether it's us threatening them with um, uh, torches no. and pitchforks so, to make a real game, for them to make a real game. Um, it's both. So what happened is is they broke up with Activision and um, there were, they made a few creative decisions that were also making people really angry after the breakup. And um, they then realized that they don't have Activision's money behind them anymore. Bingo. And went fuck we need to make some better decisions and then they started to make some turnaround so it, it, it really was both i see that makes sense right like they there i can't i wish i could remember what the fuck up was but it was it was weird they did something weird and i was just like i'm i'm never playing and then they're just like oh wait back to the drawing board here's our game plan for the next two years right well, they they never wanted to, and this goes back to Destiny 1, they never wanted to admit that they were an MMO. Right. They're a fucking MMO! Yeah. Like they, 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 what did they call themselves? A, a game as a service? And I'm like, you're a fucking a li- MMO! Live service game. That's what yeah. they say. We are a live service game. And I'm like, alright, I've played MMOs. This is how an MMO works. If you would just lean fully into that model, you would save yourself a lot of headache. And I think since the split, they've leaned more into yeah. uh, the MMO model. Right. Um, and that's also what Avengers is doing. That's um. Like... That's also why I'm not really interested in Avengers. Um, I'm playing an MMO right now. Well, 
Also, that's that's Avengers has two knocks for why I'm probably never going to play it, even though it looks like an incredibly fun game. I, I hate that art right now. <laughs> like, I hate the this. I know Squeenix didn't develop it, but it's the Squeenix realistic style, right? Like that Deus Machina. This is how people look. Except that's not how anybody looks. Like I hate oh. that art style. Oh no! It's it's um it's three D Bio Shonen. Yes, I hate that so much. I love it. It corrects me up. I'm like everybody is so beautiful. <laughs> it, I'm like people don't. This is not how people look. People have uh, feathery hair. And it's another live service game. And I'm like, but I played 14. Like that was the death knell and destiny for me. Once I actually played 14, I was like, oh no, I'm never going back. Like I, I, I can't go back. Well, I can get my, my shooter needs fulfilled elsewhere without the bloats. Cause the other thing that, that really irked me with destiny was mechanically, it is a fun game to play. The shooting feels fun. It feels fun to do raids. It feels fun to do the story. PvP feels fun. All of that felt fun. The story and how they drip-fed the DLC that was ultimately meaningless offended me. Like, they do the whole thing with the the Infinite Forest. And then it's like, and now every couple months, you can go into the Infinite Forest for a special event for a limited time. And I'm like, then why did you make us buy this DLC? Yeah. So that's after going through that with Destiny 1 and then seeing it again in Destiny 2, I went, no, I'm done. I can't. Like, I'm really glad that they're fixing and have, like, made all their mistakes. But, like, that was one of those. It was one of those points where I was just like, I am never buying another Bungie game. Because I cannot do this again. It seems like whatever, the, whatever it, they put out, I am not doing that. I mean, it does seem like they've gotten their shit together, but yeah, I can definitely, I definitely see it. Right, but it took it took two years for them to start getting their shit together, and I'm just, I'm not, I'm not spending my money that way anymore. Right. Like I'm just, I'm just not, and and if it, it's not like Ark evolved, where like. Or No Man's Sky, where it was the first game. It was the second time it happened. The exact same thing. The exact same cycle. And I'm just, I'm like, never again. These white men need to fix their life. However, they treat their employees fantastically, by the way. I just want to say they are actually a really good company. And they're good to their employees. And they're being really good to their employees during the pandemic but their game design choices well they they had just started saying it was an mmo around the time shadow keep came out where they were before shadow keep came out they were like all right so this is an mmo guys and there was like a big deal they made about it they're like we're gonna stop fucking around this is in fact an mmo and once they did that, then the direction of the game finally solidified because they were trying to not make it an mmo to the point where the content was weird the narrative design was weird. And now they finally were just like, this is an MMO, so now it plays like an MMO, which is fantastic. I still try to I'm still trying to figure out what weird elitist white boy bullshit were they on to be like, this is not an MMO. Well, um I think they were just scared of 
the the connotations around we're an MMO. Oh, so you're like World of Warcraft? And like you said, that's an elitist white boy thing. It's like, no, nah, it's just literally a massively multiplayer online game. You play with your friends, actually, you play with people in the world. Actually, to be honest, that doesn't even really happen anymore. The um Well no, not anymore. World I mean World of Warcraft is finally finally hitting that point where it is no longer people's first mmo most people's first mmo is like league of legends or all of these free-to-play games because niggas are broke so the funny enough like free-to-play games are now people's first mmo so that whole up on that list you know final fantasy 14 um i if you would have told me in 2010 that the fastest growing MMO would be Final Fantasy fourteen. I would have said you're out of your mind. It's really good. It's a really good game. You know what it was that um Bungie didn't want to do was they didn't want to have to balance an RPG that's a shooting game. That seemed to be mm. the most exhausting thing for them was the fact that they would bring out all these guns and they would have all these ecosystems and then every week they'd have trials and four things worked. 500 guns. Four things worked. Everyone showed everyone else what worked, so then everybody else went through the rest of the game and they blew everything apart with these things, this hard five-weapon meta. And everyone was like, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it. And Bungie lost their goddamn mind, so they're like, we're going to bring out a game with no RPG in it because fuck y'all. And then there was that big revolt, and they were like, all right, so we're going to put a little RPG in our game. We heard you. You took one of our men. You cut off his hand. He's okay, but we hear you. Um, we are going to put a real RPG in this game. And ever since that employee got his hand cut off by the mob, they've been working on making Destiny a real game and dealing with the challenges of trying to balance a constantly evolving uh, ecosystem for a shooting game. And so yeah, they were being they were being super lazy. Destiny Two was a super act of of aggressive laziness and disdain for their audience for a particular you know- reason. Do you know what's a really easy solution for that? What? For not having your um your our your PVE story modes um etc. decimated by poor balancing. What? Put stat caps. Um, that's what they're doing now. They're um sun they're sun they're (laughs) sunsetting they're sunsetting weapons. So there's going to be a light level. Um, there's going to be a light level cap after about a year and some change for like so a lot of the old weapons now the max light level for this season is it and you have to you have to start using new weapons as of next year and eventually you're not going to be able to settle in on the meta and just at the top of the food chain you're not going to be able to settle in on the meta the way you could for the past year you know what game handled the balance between pve and pvp really well what and I've, I've, I've said since like 2008, I could actually teach a class just on this game alone. DC Universe Online. Every weapon has a PvP stat and a PvE stat. Mm-hmm. And they're viable for different things. Like the PvP meta focuses on a completely different stat set than your PvE meta. And they're constantly observing how the PvP functions because it's a live world PvP. So you've got people that are just running around as a hero oh i see a villain i'm gonna i'm gonna mess them up cool 
And then there's the dedicated PvP tournaments, and they're constantly watching, seeing, okay, what are people doing? How are they reacting? They're they're constantly ahead of what the meta is going to be, so that you can never settle on a meta. You can only settle on a play style. It's like, cool, if I want to do this thing, like if I want to be a healer, and I want to be a combat medic, like I want to be in the mix of it while also healing, I have to prioritize these stats. Like there's not going to be a certain gear set that I need like with Destiny 2 for PvP, if you wanted to do PvP, you needed the Mita multi-tool, right? Like there was a time where everybody had the Mita. Yes. Then it turned into pulse rifles because of how burst damage worked. Right. Funny enough, I just like pulse rifles for how they shoot. Well, yeah. Like in, in shooters, traditionally, like a three-shot burst is how I like my guns. Like I don't like the full auto. I like a controlled burst because I can be more accurate that way. Um, but yeah, Destiny, until like Aaron said, until recently seemed wholly uninterested in actually balancing their PvP meta with their PvE ecosystem. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so, but they got it together, and um, yeah, just in time. No, I, for, I, having fun with it. Just I'm in time for. Fun with I know, right, right, but right, I, I never. I do. I will say, I never ask people. Specifically, I never ask people who play Final Fantasy to play Destiny because I just don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, so Aaron watching me play a raid for the first time. It's that um, was hilarious. Um, yeah, I never I never bother you guys. Um, um, I'm going to take a moment to shade all the people because every season in Destiny, I always get the text messages about I'm back. I like this. Those people <laughs> play for about a week more and then they disappear. And I'm here. If you're listening to this and you feel attacked, it's because you're being attacked. I did this last time. <laughs> you are being attacked. Please Should don't I... please don't message me that you're back. Just play. I say it every year, more than once. If you like a game and you're back in the saddle, just play, man. Don't announce it to me because I don't give a fuck because I don't trust you. And then you prove to be not trustworthy. You lying. That's the thing. How about that? You hitting me up saying you're back on a game and you're off in a week. You're a liar. Do you want to be a liar? I bet you don't. Just think about it. We we can move on. I just want to leave. I can't remember what the context was of our conversation when I told you. And I'm like, I will never. And you went, thank you. Right. (laughs) Right. You're just like, thank you for telling me you will never. Right. You were saying, because people were, because the thing about it is what happens is, is you said, I'm never playing Destiny. I'm not playing Destiny. And usually when people say they're not playing Destiny is they mean they're just so far behind that they don't want to bother. Um, Right, but there's a difference. (laughs) And then they get on, and then they kind of wind up waffling where they're like, all right, I'm going to try Destiny again. So everybody who says they're not on it, I believe at some point they're just going to be like, well, I'm back on it whenever the mood strikes them. So for you to be like, no, 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 no. I'm done playing this was novel because no one ever just says i'm not playing this game anymore everyone says oh i'm too far behind and they make a big deal out of it and then they wind up jumping back on and making a big deal out of that when in really you just stop playing or then start playing again you're being attacked because you sought me out to tell me you're gonna play for a week don't do that it's embarrassing i feel embarrassed for you don't do that Speaking about Final Fantasy, yeah. well, that is, a, that is an excellent transition. <laughs> well, while we still have 
while we still have our semi-permanent part-time co-host. Hostage, I believe is the term we agreed upon, hostage. No, you said hostage. I say you're willing. <laughs> it's not my fault you didn't realize that you were being kidnapped. Damn, Don. And on that note, Damn. Um, Damn, I thought I was clear. <laughs> and you were like, no, no, no. I can't help that you were in denial for so long. God damn. Okay, that's, mm. I guess that's fair. <laughs> uh, but Final Fantasy, the newest patch, Reflections in Crystal 5.3 has dropped, as well as 5.3.1 at the time of this recording. Um, 5.3.1 is really crafting changes. They added the next step to the restoration of Ishgard, where we literally build our own Ishgardian housing districts. Uh, I, I do appreciate that 14 said, you want Ishgard housing? You're going to have to build it. <laughs> Literally. With the, the, there is a story event, and it's like an eight-day event where all you're doing is like these specialized PvE-like events. Like, you know, they'd be called events in Destiny, but they're called Fates and um, uh, Final Fantasy. And, like, you just, like, you run around and build stuff, and then... You also, at the same time, like, there's this separate area where you queue into. It's called the Diadem, where you gather resources. And so you gather resources, and then you can also craft the, them into, like, collectibles. But the collectibles are, like, awnings, beds, tiles, lampposts, benches. Doors. Doors. Uh, what, what am I crafting? I'm crafting uh, braziers and uh, a special alchemical growth formula. You know, that's building, yeah, yeah, we are literally building a housing district, which, okay, that's a, that's a clever way to do it. It's a clever I, way to get everyone into crafting. Right, and not even just a housing district, we're also building like the business district around it. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, ex it's actually making me excited because I want to know what it's going to look like. Yeah, like we're we're all invested in this. Like they, it is an entire separate side story, side narrative of rebuilding this district after the Dragon Song War, after all yeah. of the everything that has happened here. And like you said, it it makes us want to know what's going on. Um, then there's the main narrative of five three. I just. I just want to add that through the eight days of the event, there's actually leaderboards for yes. <laughs> for gathering for each individual gathering class and each individual uh, crafting class. I don't know if I'm going to make it on the boards. That's not my purpose. But I have spent an ungodly number of hours, but I'm also a day behind. But we'll see, because I'm unemployed. Please send us money. It goes towards my groceries and rent. <laughs> and now for the story narrative. <laughs> Transition. Um, <laughs> these motherfuckers don't miss, man. Like they, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say about the story. These motherfuckers don't miss. I cried. I literally cried. I just spent the entire last dungeon, I'm tearing up thinking about it right now, just sobbing. And the last trial, like, 
they made this person who has been like a bad guy since 2.0 2.0 like he's been like a big like not even just a bad guy he's like like the super smartest like biggest problem we'll never be able to deal with him bad guy and they made him human they like completely humanized this character in a way that is just soul destroying <laughs> and the worst part once you finally figure out what's happening everything that you've done up to that point it completely recontextualizes it right and the like fact it, it's so good like the, you, the, we, we you... see sympathy for the devil played. we see redemption arcs played but this i would i wasn't i that i i haven't seen narrative i haven't seen story narrative like this like it it contextualizes a villain without redeeming them right like you feel sorry for them you empathize with them you wish that it didn't have to be this way then you stab them in the face because you got to right there there was no other outcome yeah uh, it, 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 it's it's like old yeller you gotta put the dog down it, but it was the worst part about it is is that he 100% doesn't think that he's wrong. And even from his point of view, it's really hard to see him as being wrong. Be but he also can't, he's also been alive and fighting for so long that he doesn't remember the original purpose. Right. Like, one thing that Shadow, the, the main Shadowbringers narrative did was it gave us a reason for why the Asians are doing what they're doing. They're not just the, your generic bad guy cult. They've lost everything, and they will kill everyone to get it back. Because the only way to get it back is literally to kill everyone. Uh, and, in their, and in their eyes, it's like you aren't real people. Like, you, you are pale reflections of what we are. It's no different than literally cracking an egg to make an omelet like that's how they look at humanity it's like i have to make an I, omelet so eggs get cracked kind of i don't i don't even think they view it like that i think it's actually more sincere than that because that sounds for them they're literally looking at their loved ones split into 12 versions of themselves right and, and, and they will kill but they're not, in their mind, they're not killing them. They're just bringing everybody back together to make them whole again. Right. So the problem is, is that when you do that, you also are bringing together 12 worlds of people and putting them back whole again. And killing them in the process. Right. All those other personalities, lives, etc., are gone because now they're the original person. Yeah. So and it really, it's really one of those like, there's some serious ethical dilemmas here. Right. <laughs> but every time it's brought up to them, they're just like, okay, but you're not real. Like right, everything, every argument with them hinges like, on the fact that they don't view us as real people. Right. They're, but they're like, you are literally a fragment. You don't know. They're literally like, you, they, they talk more like children. Yeah. They're more like, you are a fragment you don't understand. When you're together, you will understand. Yeah. 
And that's so, kind of they're like it's they're they're looking at at even though you don't understand, I know this is best for you. And we are vehemently saying, I like living. Right. Uh, We're like, no, 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 no. Um, There's a lot of no's here. <laughs> and so the, the, it just carries that that through line all the way to 5-3. We close out the storyline for the first. And we close out the storyline for the true Asians, and now I'm interested to see where they go for their next expansion. Um, they said that this is the final chapter. We'll okay, Squeenix. Once you see that bank, once you see that uh, that bank statement for 20 million players joining in six months, I I seriously doubt they're like maybe we can crank out two or three more of these uh these expansions. Maybe we can. Um, but I'm interested to see what they're going to do because it looks like they're going to try to bring Xenos back. Well, I mean, he's already back. But well, I mean, I'm as not, like I'm not gonna a lie. primary antagonist. Right. This, interesting. I, the interesting thing about Xenos is like he's a bit different. He's also extremely bored. And the board is kind of cracking me up. I'm not going to lie. Well, I, I think they're going to what they wanted to do with him in in Stormblood. I think they weren't able to do as well as they wanted because there was so much going on in Stormblood. We kind of forgot about Xenos there until the end. So now they're going to sort of play up. Okay, this is who he is. This is why it's a problem, and this is why you two have more in common than you think. Yeah, I'm very interested to see. To see it. Oh, and on top of closing out the story from the first, they also resolved a lot of questions from A Realm Reborn that haven't been addressed up until now. And it ends on such a there's a there's like a 30 minute extreme emotional roller coaster, but it ends very well. Yes. I'm very happy. I, it, it is extremely satisfying. Also, do the side quests. Do the side there's quest. A, there's one side quest where you have to go to um, somebody's grave with someone's mother. And I wasn't ready for that. Not gonna lie. Was not ready for that one. It wasn't ready um, either. The other thing they added with 5-3 was the puppet's bunker, the next part of the near raid. And <laughs> Death. Nigga. I still okay. okay. I still can't get through the the plane part of it. Like I try, I try, and I'm just like I don't get it. I think I get it. So for the plane part, they all have the blade out. You have to watch where all of the blades are pointing, and then based on that sequence, it'll either be in or out. Yeah. So I'm usually healing during that point. That. And I just like I don't. There's there's this is just gonna be like one of those where it's just going to take a long time for me to figure that one out because like I'm so busy in Puppets Bunker I feel like this is and you, you've been current longer than I have this is the first expansion that I've been current all the way through this feels like a different like the difficulty spike between 
Copy Factory, Eden's Gate. No, Eden's Versus, the second one. Like, the difficulty spike between those two and Puppet's Bunker is a pretty massive spike. Yeah, uh, that's pretty common. Um, So, the first raid isn't usually the hardest. It's generally the second raid. Uh, they... The order in which they come out is basically the order of their difficulty. Oh, that's lovely. Right. Um, and so I, so I could express but, a similar but, spike in 5-5. Five five. Yes. Yes. 5-5 uh, is going to be just like Monastery when it came out. Oh, God. Yo, the Monastery was such a struggle bus when it first dropped. Okay, but the thing is, is Lighthouse is worse than Monastery. The beginning of Lighthouse is worse than Monastery. Uh, I can see where the end is harder for some people. I, I'm, the end I just picked up immediately of uh, yeah. Lighthouse. That's uh, fair. That's fair. The, the magnet part can get a little tricky. Right. But, like, I mean, the magnet part, I was just like, oh, I know this one. Uh, but it it was a reused mechanic from another thing because they'll also they'll reuse mechanics from like dungeons or whatever. So unless you've done all the content, like if you've done all the content, you kind of have an idea of when you're of how they're like using a a new mechanic. Um, like there's an adjusted mechanic. Oh, shit, what is it? That that orc guy who's got the hammers and the swords yeah that's an adjusted one from the level one through 50 dungeons yep um the, yeah no yes something he had the glower and the yeah. stuff yeah the and that point counter in arms veil thank you um and another one uses that same mechanic too then also in the fight with um, the the lovely frog prince, I love him, where he turns into a giant squiggly thing. That's a boss from the Void Arc. It's either yeah, it's question mark. Yeah, it's one of those two. It's either Void Arc or um, the City of Mock. Right. And while we're talking about 5-3, that last dungeon where everybody you helped throughout the entire expansion in one way, shape, or form comes to help you out, that whole dungeon, I'm just screaming in my mic, let's, let's go! Let's go! I'm like, my friends! And it was uh, great, like, but seeing Peas Blossom and Mustard Seed, I was just like, I'm like, I love you, but also, fuck you! Because of the King Titania X trial. I was like, how does it feel, motherfuckers? How does it feel? <laughs> right? Oh, look! All of y'all are getting turned into frogs. I was so happy. I saw that. I was like, yeah, turn them into... I'm, I will get all of you right here. Just stand right here and frogs. Listen, destroying them on my ninja was the happiest thing ever because I get to do fire blasts. So I'm just nice. like... Knives, fire, inferno, fire. Take all of it. All the cardinal virtues, everyone you helped out for the cardinal virtues, they show up. I was like, yep, let's go. Like that. 
it is such a satisfying conclusion to this to 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 the story on the first it is such a satisfying conclusion this is effectively the end of the Shadowbringer story because the next two patches are going to focus on the next expansion right um, they're gonna be focused yes 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 it was just, these motherfuckers don't miss um puppets bunker I, it, it is incredible i think the first time we went through it we all died like we all died the numerous- second time we went through it <laughs> yeah, like it, it, there's still a lot of death that happens in there. We're gonna die again on Saturday. We will die again on Saturday. Niggas finna die. Um, it's such like it's such a spot. Like Tiff was watching me do it, and the first spot she was like, "How can you keep track of everything?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna be honest, I'm not." Some of this is muscle memory. Some of this is guesswork. And it's like, well, how do you know what to do when it comes out? And we're just like, a lot of death. A lot just, of trial and error. Right. You After you die several times to it, you kind of learn. Right. By the way, I thought it was really cute. I just have to say this. Um, during Monastery, I've been teaching people mechanics every time I go because it's always new people. Because the Evilist raids are required for the new Relic weapon. That's right. Yeah. So every time I'm in there, I'm always just like, <sighs> and now, so you go over there, you go over there, you have a heel check, you have to do this. So if you ha- hold those blades up this way, and I was just like, oh, dude, be so proud of me. I remember the blades. <laughs> that, was fucking, that was fucking everybody up for the monastery. Well, it, it was really hard for me because there's so many heel checks in it. And yeah. People keep getting hit by shit that like I couldn't I can't heal and look and look to dodge um uh what is it when the mechanics don't have a thingy? Oh when they don't have a Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my brains. I think because they didn't bring that back in Shadowbringers. Because in the monastery, there's at least three points where there's a heal check, but there's also a, hey, don't die check. Where it's like, you have to be healed, but also there's stuff actively trying to kill you. So oh, you no, to... oh, no, you haven't gone through the X-Raids. I'm not talking about the Savage and the EX. That That is masochism on a whole new level. They're really fun, though. I can't, Okay. Last thing before we get off of 14. Um, they they find ways to reuse old content, give you a reason to go back to old content. They're now bringing back the original EX trials and scaling oh. them to your current level for the Unreal trials. They're really hard. It's really hard. The things that you thought you could handle, now that you're like, oh, I was level 50 then. I can handle that. I'm level 80 now. Not all. Also, they changed some stuff. So there's, like, some mechanics where before tanks kind of cheated the mechanics and were able to just, like, eat it. Yeah, we can't do that anymore. You can't, you can't do that. It, it, it's been taking a lot of people to get used to. They're like, oh, we can eat this. And I'm like, there is literally no way you can eat this. I have every little, every living thing on you and you're using your cooldowns and you still died. You can't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> when they say they scaled it? No, they... Scaled- they- they scaled it, and so yeah. they're like, no, you have to tank swap. Yeah, when the game wants you to tank swap? You have to tank swap. 
So I'm I'm really curious about Titan when they bring back Titan because Titan doesn't work unless you swap at each phase. You're gonna have to swap but, at each phase. But because so many people went through it buff, well I don't want to say buff, because it's still level synced, but you know, a level level seventy, level synced to fifty is stronger than a base level fifty. Right. So each so each dungeon, each raid, each trial, they all have level caps, which is right. what I was also saying Destiny should really do it. So like when you go into it, your stats will not go higher than that number. They just do not. Everything is scaled down to a very specific number. Now, uh, and it's scaled to the maximum amount of gear that you could have had at that time. So it's all scaled like if a if a dungeon's at like um eye level 140 and there was like eye level 200 gear that was like the best of the best out that it would like cap at like 200 it it does not go higher than that regardless of the fact if you're level 80 or what your gear is like it's got a very specific stat cap um, right. So, like, you could, at level 80, level cap down to 50, you can get away with things that a base 50 can't. Right, because their once gear that, isn't max gear for that level. Once that gets brought back up to, now the boss is level 80, now nah, you gotta, it's just, you just gotta, you have to treat it the way you would when it first came out. With with the serious that that entails, I think making Shiva EX the first one is a good sort of wake up call to the community. Like, oh no, you're not gonna be able to to sleepwalk through it like you did before. You actually have to pay attention. Right. You don't. No. No cheating. Right. You you get nothing. 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 Um. And I know what you wanted to talk about next, but. You have to watch the baby. Indeed. The baby needs to be clean. It's okay. We can talk about seasons one and two of Korra on our next recording. Because I am watching. So. Because I'm literally running around in circles for literally hours. uh, Gathering materials. I'm using this time to. Uh, catch up on uh, rewatching Cora. So I have opinions. Uh, Aaron and Justin have been seeing my opinions. I've been using them as a notepad. So be prepared for some funny jokes because I got some. And will, that'll happen. I will say this as a tease. Everybody hate well the not everybody most people mark season two of Korra as the worst season it's terrible it's bad what all right this is my third time rewatching season two of Korra it's amazing y'all think it's tripping y'all and I rewatching it I get there is one specific thing that happens in season two of Korra that they don't like and I'm like does it have does any does it have anything to do with her being a fucking teenager? No, it has nothing to do with her intrinsically. It's something that happens to her that they blame her for happening. You know, no, never mind. Sexism. I mean, sexism is a part of it. Yeah, um, 
but I don't really pay attention to people's bad opinions. So like, there's a lot about Cora I haven't heard. So basically, once people start saying Cora is terrible, I start saying I just start ignoring their opinion. Cora is the perfect protagonist for this show, for what this show is trying to accomplish. It's amazing. Um, it's so perfect. And we're gonna talk about it next time. So. Next time, you don't get to talk about it right now. So goodbye, Justin. Tell the baby I love him. Give him hugs. He's so cute. Later. Aaron. Yes. Do you have anything more? I um have been playing um an arcade racer called Hotshot Racing that they released today on Game Pass. It also came out today. It's clear, clearly, like? clearly for a younger audience, but good God, it feels fun to play. That's oh, all. I like those games. I love pick. I, I listen uh, because there's. I go so hard in Destiny, and also, well. Certain games are so involved. I love the opposite. I love a good arcade style game, and I miss an old arcade racer like Outrun. And um, yeah, yes, I Out miss Outrun. Outrun's a fucking classic. I love that Daytona USA. I love arcade racing games. Yes, I I love with the I I love those games. So this is perfect. It was also just kind of sitting there. Um, game Pass, y'all, uh, do the thing, and um. I'm not going to lie. I have been playing Final Fantasy 14 this entire time. Oh, well, you're always playing Final Fantasy 14 the entire time. The amount of episodes where you're playing Final Fantasy 14 has got to be, what, like 60, 70%? No, actually, I don't play it that often. While I'm oh, you're playing video games. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm, usually, I'm always playing video games. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't sit well. I don't sit still very well. I mean, there's no, uh, there's no reason to. If you, can, if, you can, if you can chat and do a thing, keep your hands busy, then do it. No, I'm doing, I'm literally just gathering. I'm just running around in this, like, hopping across these giant floating separated islands, just um, gathering over and over and over again. It's the perfect task to do when I'm doing something else because it's so, like, it is completely and 100% mindless. I don't have to think about it at all. Right. Um. It's so good. And I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this for six more days. Uh, or if I'm going to do it for six more days, but I will at least get my new mounts. Well, that's the point. That's I now have for. I now have a goat. It's like a little sheep goat <laughs> mount. And it is. And of course, I have a tiny Lollafell. <laughs> and it is the most adorable thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, um, I forgot to mention this. There's also until the next like big patch 5.4 comes out. Mm -hmm. Um, there is uh it's there's a event called uh it's with Yokai Watch. And so this is like the second time that they've had it had it out. So essentially you get Yokai minions. You can they have a minion for each class. It's super adorable. And each minion is from actually Yokai Watch. Right. And then they made weapons that match. And so you have to run and do public events to gather coins to trade in for weapons. Um no to trade in for minions. And then you have to get um you have to equip that minion and then you get a special coin to get for the weapons. And if you collect all the weapons, you get a special mount. 
from Yokai Watch. And it's uh it's so cute. It's this giant floating cat. And I have been um I only have like three actual combat classes. Um I mo I have like all the little crafters and gatherers, but I've only got three combat classes. Um I'm kind of a lifer when it comes to games like this where they're like, you can play whatever kind of class you want. And I'm like, I will heal just this one healer. I'm not going to make another healer or right. any other, the other. I'm just going to have this one healer. And the fact that I have two damage dealing classes is actually a, an accomplishment for me. I have three classes that are all at max level. That is amazing. So I've, it's just amazing. I'm going to try for two more and then I'll be done and I won't level another one ever again. Um, but I've been matching my outfits <laughs> with my weapons because <laughs> each weapon is class specific. So like my scholar web, my scholar, I um, am trying. I try to match my scholar's outfit to my scholar weapon and the minion. And same with my ninja. And it's it's. Um, I think my machinist is my favorite because she looks like um, they they look like a. a a space hero like if buzz lightyear were cool right He's right cool. I, sh I showed you the i showed you aaron right so mm -hmm. like isn't that an accurate assessment yes <laughs> i post i did post it on twitter but yeah so my machinist looks like if buzz lightyear was cool um i it's really funny because like i'm pretty up to date on the content at the same time i feel like there's so much content i still haven't done in this new expansion, like in this new patch. And I'm just like, I have so much to do. And I have to decorate the house for October. Because of Halloween. Yeah. I have to decorate the house for Halloween. <laughs> totally I'm like, understand. I'm literally going to be making coffins. And like, I'm looking to make, I'm like going to be crafting plants that look all weird and scary and stuff. And, I'm going to try to make like an evil plant room. I've got ideas. I have to, now I have to grow more black and red and purple flowers. <sighs> These are all hard to do. Well, you have, um, well, the rest of the month and next month. No, I, I have to, well, I have to start putting things together next month because I just like, there's there's a there's a Halloween essentially event that happens and I want it to be set up before the event starts. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. And then when people log on, even if they only log in to check their mail or whatever, or feed their chocobo, I want them to log in and walk up and see ha haunted FC house. And have and smile and laugh at my ridiculousness. That's my goal. If I can get if I can make people feel happy at any point during this pandemic, then I'm okay. Well, that's valid. And the point of this program. Um, if you want people to feel happy on Twitter, how will they find you? Bacon. Sorry, I'm heavily medicated right now, and I literally forgot my own <laughs> Twitter. No, oh, isn't it a before C? Is it a bacon mecca baconzilla? No, that's just this one is baconzilla, but with some numbers. 
B4C0NZILLA. That's Yeah, so yeah, I've had my medic I've had my medication um adjusted and so I'm and a new medication added to my cocktail. So now I'm taking like 100 milligrams of Wellbutrin in the morning and then like 1200 milligrams of lithium and 40 milligrams of tylopram in the evening mm. okay. <laughs> and i'm like i don't really have feelings right now i mean that's good for grinding <laughs> so <laughs> like i don't really have feelings right now and i'm just like sometimes i'm like what's happening okay well uh you can find me at uh, ans freeman he is and not I, drugged i am undrugged um, and you can follow the show at uh, UN Fridays, like United Nation Fridays on Twitter. And uh, yeah, thank but you. We're, we're, the, we're the cooler version of the United Nations. Um, until they start storming our country trying to fi- help us fix stuff. Yes, United Nations is decidedly uncool. Yeah, right um, now we're the United Negroes podcast. Yes. And uh, yeah. United Negroes Federation. Right. Uh... I'm hanging up, guys. <laughs> Have a pleasant day.